Hello and welcome to Please Say Psych, a mental health podcast that used to be hosted by three friends but is currently being maintained by one of them because the other two are fighting for their lives in med school. In this podcast, we talk about issues related to mental health that our culture is too shy to discuss, as well as things I've learned in therapy with yours truly, Justine Daniel. Hello and welcome to Please Say Psych with me, Justine Daniel. So as of recording this episode, Harry Styles announced his tour in Asia next year and for the Philippines he's choosing Philippine Arena and all I can think about is how that is not in Manila literally that is in Bulacan and Bulacan is in region 3 central Luzon could have just said Luzon and not mislead us with Manila but I guess that's what they call Filipinos I don't know but at least like now I have enough reason not to go. Which is kind of disappointing because months ago when I was just really enjoying Harry's house, I told myself I would go, but ever since the Don't Worry Darling movie came out and I saw excerpts of him acting very poorly and his involvement in the Don't Worry Darling drama, like within the cast, I've just slowly developed an ick towards harry which isn't surprising because when i was at the peak of my one direction fangirlhood i didn't really like harry that much and i didn't really understand why everybody liked him so that's it but good news is i bought tickets to the 1975 i'll be seeing them next year as well and i bought vip tickets which will be my first vip experience and that's on healing my inner teenager. Yeah, slay. <laughs> and sorry, like it's a it's a recent habit I developed. Like just saying slay randomly. It's kinda like Amen, as that one tweet said. But anyway, speaking of all these concerts and celebrities, this episode is closely related to that because a recent event inspired me to like really talk about this and dig deeper and that is the case of the aldub nation so just to give context and to provide you all with a good history of what aldub is and its effect in filipino pop culture let me walk you through its wikipedia page so according to wikipedia aldub is a philippine super couple that first appeared in the Caliseria portion of the One for All, All for One segment of the variety show Eat Bulaga. They were also called the Phenomenal Love Team due to their rise in popularity after they were accidentally paired on the July 16, 2015 episode of the problem-solving portion of One for All, All for One, which later became the first episode of Caliseria. Damn. Oh, so this is what Aldab means. So, Al from Alden, and then Yaya Dub is like the dub version. And Dub actually has. Dub is actually an acronym? I can't, I can't believe that. Uh, it stands for Divina Ursula Bokbokova Smash, a playful reverse acronym of Dub Smash. Oh, okay. So, wow, it's been, it's been that long. So. Main Mendoza, who plays Yaya Dub, rose to fame on Dub Smash, which was kind of like the the early version of musically, musically. I don't know how you pronounce it. Think of it as like very, very, very ancient TikTok. 
that that's how I see Dub Smash because you like lip sync for your life there. And yeah, wow, I just found out that they were accidentally paired. Okay, portrayed. Okay, so Yaya Dub is portrayed by Dub Smash personality Main Mendoza, who initially does not talk and interacts through lip syncing. Interesting. Okay, so given that, uh, they became a really big couple. And I think because of how they were an accident, like they weren't really scripted, Filipinos eat that up. Like, you gotta admit, we like seeing things in media, relationships in media that are created authentically. And when big media companies take note of that they notice like oh they they like our viewers they like it happening this way like by accident they try to make that happen again and of course it's less successful because it's scripted now but a good example of this is Pinoy Big Brother where the first few seasons were really authentic there was there was so little acting I remember growing up watching PBB but then as seasons went by things became more scripted like there was a lot more involvement from the production team in regard to creating a narrative for a reality tv show so going back to the story of aldub the reason why at least i'm theorizing the reason why it was so popular is because everybody knew that it was by accident and I think there's this unspoken belief that we all have as a culture that if something happens by accident on TV or something, that means it's, there's a huge chance for it to be real. Because you know how showbiz, uh, how showbiz news would always report how on-screen couples end up becoming an off-screen thing, yada, 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 stuff like that. It just shows that there's this weird obsession that Filipinos have with wanting things to be real. I don't know. Like, that's just a personal observation. But with that aside, um, the recent issue with Aldub, well, obviously they died down. Like, it had to come to an end, right? So I don't know how long they lasted, but oh, they lasted until 2017 because they started in a teleserie called destined to be yours so assuming they lasted two years that's a very strong relationship for an on-screen couple and there are people who do not move on from that like a good example would be jadine stans those who ship james reed and nadine lustre together they've broken up already but there's some fans who are still delusional enough to believe that they're still a thing or there are people who still like shipping them because they were such a good couple but anyway um Aldub ended two years after and looking at their wikipedia page there's such a huge impact on how their on how their relationship really changed <laughs> the trajectory of so many lives of filipino people it's crazy also there's a part here in the wikipedia page that talks about aldub's cultural impact so it says here sociologist brother clifford sorita linked the positive audience reception of aldub to the yaya dub cinderella complex so it says here that 
Sarita says that many can relate to Yaya Dove's situation, portrayed as an ordinary woman who hopes for someone popular or Prince Charming, aka Alden, to notice her. So, the sociologist also goes to explain that Main Mendoza, who portrays Yaya Dub, is seen as like a diamond in the rough. Like, it's an ordinary person whose talent and potential may be discovered through ordinary means. See, there's so... Our culture likes to romanticize the heck out of so many things. Gosh. It's kind of like, it's kind of like we have a Wong Kar Wai lens for the way we view everything. Which is why everything looks better than they really are. I don't know if I'm making sense. But anyway, the recent issue about Aldub is that some fans have exhibited very cultish behavior. Take note that a lot of Aldub fans are women in their later stages in life. These are not teenagers. These are grown adults who are huge fans of the couple. And so obviously, since they died down, since Aldub kind of ended and Main got into a relationship, I don't know what happened to Alden. Obviously, there are people who still kind of ship them because, you know, some of us were really devoted to whoever we take an interest in. And a video about the Aldub Nation, or at least members of the Aldub Nation, showed very odd fan behavior. So if you have not seen that video, I'll just describe it to you. It's a gathering. It's a, it seemed like a social gathering of older women. I'm, I'm guessing like women in their late 30s or beyond. And these women were really together. It, it looked like a prayer meeting for some reason. And they were chanting phrases like mabuhay ang aldab mabuhay si main mabuhay si alden i didn't watch the whole thing which is kind of on me but i just i just felt so weirded out watching it because like puja what is that behavior it it felt like that and it had me thinking about why there were people this invested in aldab i mean i get it because I had a phase in my teenage years where I devoted my time to standing a celebrity, but older women doing that, and of course I shrugged it off. But then I found out that there are actual Aldub fans who genuinely believe that Alden and Main are a real life couple, despite the fact that Main already has a significant other. I, I'm not sure if she's married already. Is, is she married? Let, let, let us Google that real quick. Is Main Mendoza married? Because I know she has, uh, she has a significant other. I forget his name. It's that other celebrity guy. Hold up. No, it's not. It's, it's not here on her page. It's not on Wikipedia. That's that's kind of weird because usually people put their personal lives part here anyway i couldn't be bothered to oh arjo ataide thank you google so main has 
oh, she's engaged. She's engaged to Arjo Ataide. So obviously, Main has somebody else in her life who's significant to her romantically, who is not Alden. But despite that, there are Alden fans who are delusional enough to believe that Alden is actually Main's number one. <laughs> like, number one guy. Which, which is crazy. Like, literally, it is crazy. And now, it begs us the question, how is being a fan different from being a member of a cult? So, if you have listened to our previous Please I Sec episodes, I, I was able to talk about being part of a fandom with Shaina and Alex, and we concluded there that the reason why people join fandoms and become fans of, let's say, a band, an artist, a celebrity, whatever, is because being part of a fandom makes you feel like you belong somewhere. It gives you a sense of community, which is needed because humans are social beings and it's very important for us to create meaningful interactions and relationships with other people. And if being a fan of something could help you get there, we engage in that activity more often. And so now the question is, where do we draw the line between being a casual fan and being a member of a cult? So you have to remember that being a fan in itself is considered a parasocial relationship. And a parasocial relationship is defined as a one-sided relationship where the other person usually has no idea of the existence of the person who is invested in the relationship. So think of it as your relationship with your favorite musician. It's kind of me with Phoebe Bridgers or me with Maddie Healy of the 1975. I love these people, these people, but they do not know who the heck I am. And that's okay because I don't need them to know who I am. I just admire them and that's all right. And not all parasocial relationships are bad. I think... A lot of us do have parasocial relationships, especially if you like participating in celebrity fan culture. It's a thing. It's kind of normal at this point, being a stan of whoever you consider worth your time. But there are people who exhibit extreme fan behavior, which is called celebrity worship. And that's where we draw the line between being a fan and being in a cult. It's when you engage in celebrity worship. And I came across a journal called Fanatics, a systematic literature review of factors associated with celebrity worship and suggested directions for future research by Samantha K. Brooks. So this review talks about why people engage in celebrity worship or why people like developing a parasocial relationship with celebrities. And Brooks mentions here that celebrity worship is defined by Brown in 2015 as an intense form of psychological attachment, which involves making one's relationship with their favorite celebrity the primary focus of their life. And it evolves from strong identification with and intense devotional feelings for that persona and is characterized by loyalty and willingness to invest time and finances into that person. So of course, I think for those of us who grew up being part of fandoms, celebrity worship is normal. 
wow, I can't believe I said that out loud. But yeah, it is normal because for those of us who grew up standing, like let's say One Direction for my for my part, or you know, being on Tumblr and standing, you know, all these weird ships. And investing time creating art for it or buying merch for them. That's normal. And that's because parasocial relationships are a type of relationship. It's kind of like any other relationship that we have, except that it's one sided. But despite it being one sided, it still gives us good feelings about ourselves. But with that said, it's also important to note that celebrity worship has different levels. Because apparently there is a test you can use to measure the amount of celebrity worship that you engage in. We have what we call the celebrity attitude scale, which has three dimensions of celebrity worship. First, you have the entertainment social subscale, which talks about um, being attracted to a celebrity due to the fact that they are a source of entertainment and they become a topic of your conversations. It helps you interact with other people. So it's the lowest level because it doesn't affect you pathologically. The second dimension of the celebrity attitude scale is the entertainment social subscale. Oh, no, it's the intense personal dimension. So entertainment social is the first. The second level is intense personal dimension, which talks about your more intense feelings about your favorite celebrity and an increasing absorption in their personal life where the fan might begin to exist in and for the celebrity that is adored. Wow, this actually does sound creepy. But yeah, the highest level of celebrity worship is called the borderline pathological level which is ident- which is characterized by over identification with the celebrity willingness to do almost anything to please them and delusional fantasies about them so it includes statements like if i was lucky enough to meet my favorite celebrity and he or she asked me to do something illegal as a favor i would probably do it hmm this is a very interesting study and so what literature has to say about celebrity worship so far is that the reason why there are people who engage in extreme behaviors of being a fan, aka celebrity worship, is because when you have a weak identity structure or you lack meaningful personal relationships in your life, you might try to resort to developing parasocial relationships and relying on your favorite celebrity or famous figure to fill that void which actually sounds very sad if you really think about it because looking at the aldab nation these are women who are supposed to be established in life you know like they should be preoccupied with their families they should be taking care of their kids or maybe if they're if they're childless people they should be involved in community or other types of things that give them some kind of purpose the study that I'm reading also has to say that several studies have shown a negative correlation between age and high scores on the celebrity attitude scale. So that means that idolizing celebrities is at an all-time high when you are in your teenage years. Which is very interesting because like I mentioned, these Aldab fans are old people. 
like not old derogatory but old i'm just speaking facts kind of like accent and it says here that idolization of celebrities was strongest in early adolescence particularly ages 10 to 11 while giles and maltby in 2004 found that child that no that celebrity worship because it's cw that celebrity worship reached its peak in middle adult adolescence interesting and in 2006 mccutcheon found that older participants were less likely to endorse stalking but borderline pathological celebrity worship which is the highest level again by the way was more common in older adolescents than younger Hmm. and in a study of adults only by swami et al in 2011 a positive correlation between intense personal celebrity worship and age and negative correlations between age in both entertainment and social entertainment social and borderline pathological celebrity worship hmm this is pretty interesting so apparently celebrity worship declines as you age but interestingly enough for this particular group the aldab nation or at least those who were featured in the video it it didn't seem to decline if anything it it was like magnified even more in terms of gender females usually score higher in the celebrity attitude scale overall but males reported higher levels of borderline pathological celebrity worship and that's honestly that's very very creepy you know how normalized it is for these types of people to believe in stalking or harassing your celebrity just to be noticed by them so what does that have to say then about the mental health of people who are on the celebrity attitude scale like i mean if you're on the lowest level if you like or stand celebrities for their entertainment value i don't think there's anything you have to worry about there's nothing wrong with you know appreciating a celebrity going to their concerts trying to meet them stuff like that trying to meet them in a normal way by the way not actively stalking there's nothing wrong with that because again liking a celebrity being part of a fandom increases your sense of community you feel like you belong somewhere and it makes you feel good it motivates you to do better if you're a fan of something like literally anything it could be a book celebrity whatever you would understand why people resort to these types of interests however it's also important to note that obviously too much of everything can be bad for you and this is where the dangers of fanaticism should be recognized so it says here that malt b et al in 2006 found out that intense personal and borderline pathological celebrity worship both correlate positively and significantly with fantasy proneness what we mean by dissociation is there is a detachment from reality which then increases your likelihood of being unable to tell the difference between reality and fantasy and that's on an extreme level dangerous so it's one thing it also goes on to say this study goes on to say that apparently religious people who actually value their religion tend to not worship celebrities but on the other hand uh liu in 2013 found out that 
uh, religious skeptics were less enthusiastic about their favorite celebrities, with religious believers scoring significantly higher on the CAS or the Celebrity Attitude Scale. So apparently it's mixed. It's a mixed bag for religious people. So either they're detached from worshipping celebrities or they are just as invested as they are towards their religion. An important part here in this study is how celebrity worship correlates to self-esteem. So while the lowest level of celebrity worship, again, which is entertainment, social, celebrity worship, it's not related to self-esteem, but the two other levels are more positively correlated to celebrity worship. That means that there's a positive relationship between intense personal celebrity worship and self and self-esteem wow so the worse you feel about yourself then the more likely you are to engage in celebrity worship that can be considered pathological so it also says here by mccutcheon in 2003 that celebrity worshippers scored significantly lower on measures of crystallized intelligence creativity critical thinking and spatial ability huh in a further study in 2014 by McCutcheon, scores on a measure of critical thinking correlated negatively with celebrity worship. So this suggests that analytical thinking and logical thinking are not the same and that there is a relationship between celebrity worship and the lack of ability to reason logically. So it says here that celebrity worshippers they can reason logically, like they have their own logic, their mental gymnastics is insane, but they don't adhere to like facts. So it's, it's so dangerous. Wow. And more about people with people who are celebrity worshippers. It says a lot about their relationships with people. So if you have an insecure, if you had an insecure attachment as a child, uh, adults who reported in this study by McCutcheon in 2006, they were more likely to condone stalking and obsessive behaviors directed towards celebrities. Ooh. And in 2011, Greenwood and Long found positive associations between attachment anxiety and imagined intimacy with same-gender celeb- same celebrities and, imagine- and with imagined intimacy with an opposite-gender celebrity for single participants, but not those in relationships. So it's interesting. So us white and girlies, <laughs> that's kind of delusional. Okay. So it also goes on to say that Chong and Yu in, two th- in 2012 found that celebrity idolization was predicted by parental absence. When the father or mother was ab- or mother were ab- was absent, adolescents were more likely to idolize their favorite celebrity. Wow, this, this paper is calling all of us fatherless. But yeah, it suggests that a celebrity may serve as a kind of compensatory replacement for the lack of a authority figure. So wow, a lot a lot of this dates back to childhood. This just strengthens my belief that childhood really is the blueprint for your life. Wow. Okay. And yeah, basically there's a lot that this paper talks about. I will be sharing the title of it in the description box. But overall psychological well-being and celebrity worship are not correlated positively at all if anything the more you engage in celebrity worship and the higher higher your levels are of celebrity worship the more 
I don't know, the more you probably need psychological help. Because this is, how do we put it? It's a coping mechanism. Being a fan of something is a coping mechanism. And like all other coping strategies, being a fan can be healthy or not, depending on how much we engage in the behavior. If we, if we engage in it too much, it becomes unhealthy. If we don't engage in it enough, it doesn't do its job. So you really have to find a balance in that. And what does this have to say about the Aldab Nation? Then, well, based off of the findings of this study, I guess these fans probably just don't have anything better to do with their time. I think it's also important to realize that these are older women and assuming that maybe for those fans who have children, these children are probably grown up now, they have their own families, and they might not devote attention to these women anymore. Or for those who are childless, maybe they are looking for a sense of community that being part of the Aldab Nation is able to fulfill. Like I'm I'm grasping at straws here. I'm I'm really just trying to understand why they behave the way that they do and why they keep insisting that Min and Alden are still a couple despite them obviously not being a couple anymore and not having ever been an off-screen couple as far as I'm concerned. So these are the findings. These are this is the literature that we have so far about um celebrity worship and it's such an interesting thing to study more about because we live in an era where being a fan is so normalized that if you engage in kind of like creepy behavior like let's say sleeping at the same hotel as your favorite celebrities just so you could get a picture with them is something that some people actually do admire so yeah it's 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 a good research topic if if you are a fan even if you're not because it just shows how we try to give meaning to the lives that we live like overall whether you're an Aldab fan or not, I think what everybody shares in common is the fact that we try to make sense of the lives that we have. And some of us look for purpose, some of us look for distractions, whatever the case may be. The most important thing to look at here is us not wanting to be confronted with the existential crisis of why we are here. And, you know, we engage in behaviors to, an- to either answer that question or to avoid it. Either way, we're just really trying to figure it out. And the Aldab Nation, I genuinely believe somebody will make a study about this one day. They will be a case study and they will be our contribution to the world of psychology, which I'm really excited for. Because, like, I, I-, I, w- I do want to know the findings. I do want somebody to be invested in this enough actually interview members of the Aldab Nation and figure out why their way why their brains are wired the way that we're seeing them right now so yeah I don't have answers but I did the best that I could to really address the whole fanatic tendencies that they have and hopefully you learn how to control your fan behavior and not overdo it because you know at the end of the day really it's all about doing things in moderation to make sure you're not a threat or you're not harming anyone and 
yeah that's pretty much it this was a very interesting discussion do let me know what you think and if you have suggestions for me to talk about on the pod do let me know you can email me at please psych at gmail.com the please is pls or you could just always reach me at my socials you know where to find me and i will see you all next week goodbye y'all